right, so we're recording. Uh, are we? Yep, there we go. All right, uh, this is a, another episode of Scoop TV, but we're going to probably just turn this into a, we're just another great big Trojan family podcast, more than likely, based on the, uh, some recent events um, that are in the sports news in the last day or so. Um, particularly, um, the NBA canceling the playoffs today, um, and certain Major League Baseball teams deciding to uh, join the cause as well, uh, following some unrest going on in Kenosha, Wisconsin. But with that, um, joining me, as usual, is my co-host, Brandon Ryder. And then also joining us tonight, uh, hey, Brandon. Um, is uh, Kahari Jones from Motivated Purposes, as well as he's also a contributing writer for the LA Sentinel, which is Los Angeles's, um, I guess, oldest, largest African-owned newspaper. Is that the best way to put it? Yes. African-American newspaper. Yes, legendary newspaper. Glad to be part of it. Yeah, so we figured, you know, you reached out to me asking if there was anything going on with some USC sports and Trojan stuff because you love following it. And I was like, I wish there was. <laughs> Do you have anything for me? I mean, you get to hang out, actually go to Dodger games and, you know, watch them live from the, you know, media row. And then we just started talking and it's like, you know what? Maybe for now is a good time for you to come back on and maybe we can address some of the social issues that are going on with, with sports right now. And geez, I guess uh, yeah. couldn't, have been, couldn't have lined up any better. So welcome. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm so glad to be back. You know, I, I love seeing what you guys are doing, and uh, I always follow you. You know, I cover USC sports myself, but, you know, it's, it ain't, ain't nothing going on. But I know that you know the inside scoop about what's happening, stuff that everybody else don't know. So I'm like, let me call Mark. I was having a conversation with a friend. I'm like, let me call Mark real quick. I know he knows something. <laughs> I, I did. I was able to scoop up a, a few little tidbits this afternoon. We'll get to that in, in a few. But I want you to also, you know, tell the, the audience, you know, go back and remind people about Motivated Purpose, but also a little bit about the LA Sentinel and how you got involved with them and, and how it's become a part of your life and, and how you're using it to, as a platform to cover what's going on in sports and how it's crossing over with you know, what's going on in society today. Absolutely. Well, uh, Motivated Purpose, we're a media outlet as well. We cover all sports, but we, we use athletes' voices and people that's in, you know, position of influence to use their stories to motivate other people. To, and uh, also, we, we want to let the world know that everyone has a purpose in life, but to get to your goals, you have a motivated purpose. You have to have a motivated purpose. So that's, that's what we're all about. And just about community empowerment. You know, just just want to uplift people and see people be the best version of themselves, and we and we use that by storytelling, community events, things of that nature. We have a movement, we have shirts, all that. We just been a, building a network of dream tracers. Also, with the law, Los Angeles Sentinel, I've been writing for them about for about two two years now, and uh, it's a legendary outlet. And I have the opportunity to cover many different events. You know, I started off as a videographer with them you know, doing things, covering NBA events. I connected with them when I first moved out here in LA two years ago. Right. Um, and they started, they gave me my first NBA event, which I was very thankful for, which was the NBA Awards 2018. I was a video, videographer covering, um, uh, shooting for Lauren Jones. Oh, wow. So nice. um, basically I started doing things with the NBA under motivated purpose and uh, they reached out and, and and we all just decided that, you know, me sharing the work that I was doing, let's all collab and put it together with them. And I started getting different opportunities, you know, covering events, things of that nature, you know, covering community events, NBA. And I told them I want to start getting into politics. And Brandon gave me that opportunity. And I'm just using it. And I'm learning as I'm going out there in the field, covering with them, covering for them. Good. So you, you have a, a, a good feel for how these NBA players are feeling right now um, because you, you know you have the conversation with them um, so you that, that's why we wanted to bring you on is you, you've got that vibe you've had a chance to speak to them in the locker room and so you'll be able to maybe talk about that you know a little bit later on um, Brandon you know 
you've had a chance to talk to Kahari in the past. Do you have any questions for him, you know, before we start talking about some USC stuff as far as, you know, today's events, as, you know, like, you know, there's no Laker game five <laughs> to watch. And uh, you know, your feelings on it. To me, uh, you know, welcome first, man. I'm glad to have you here on the show. So, you know, it's hard to gather your thoughts with all the things going on sometimes uh, or with all these things going on, you know. And uh, it's just, to me, it's, it's kind of a bit overdue, I feel, because they threaten not to even come to this bubble in the first place because of these same social injustice issues that's, that have continued on. So I'm not surprised. Um, I expect to see us seeing reports of them leaving the bubble, matter of fact, come here soon. What do you think about that, though? Like you said, honestly, uh, I'm not really moved by it. I'm just, if I can keep it real, and I hope it really don't offend anyone. You know, like I said, I, I see what they're doing, but we should have did this for George Floyd. You know, right. they should have, they should have, right. boy, they should have never came to the bubble. If you're really, really serious about social justice and things that were going on, you would have never did. That's how serious that George Floyd situation was. And, and so that's why it was hard for me to gather words because it's, I, I'm not here to say that they're in disingenuous in any type of way but it's just like you know nothing changed to get you here with the, because they put black lives matter on the court that didn't change anything like so if the purpose was changed and you still did it anyways then you know and and, and they, these guys are still going to play yeah they boycott this game but you know it seems like they're going to play wait you know, so they they are leaving the bubble completely it's reports of they might. It's a possibility that they might leave the bubble. But why, right why now, stop playing there? I wouldn't. I wouldn't stop playing until they made that decision. Well, for Kahari, sure, have were. you reached out to any of your sources? Because I know they were the, everybody who's in the bubble had a meeting tonight. Um, have you heard anything other than you know things? Things are things are a lot different right now with, with coronavirus and and, and all the things that's going on right now. So. You know, if you're not in the bubble right now, which I'm, I'm covering everything Zoom at this point. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm, I'm doing everything Zoom at, at, at right now, but I will shortly reach out to see what's going on. But I'm just letting everything sink in. Everything's happening fast. I'm more concerned yeah. about what's, what's going on. Who's going to make change? I don't care about nothing unless we see somebody go front line with it and make some change. Because it seems like we're just repeating the same statements all, all over again. Which right. I guess is we, we we talking in press conferences. Who's gonna bake who's gonna take some actionable items to do something? Which right. is my next which is leads to the obvious question. So what's next? Um, the NBA they, they, they have the platform. They're 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 given the platform to say what they want, how they want, when they want, as often as they want. And I think that's great. Um, as Brandon mentioned, we've you know we've got the logos out. It's, um, we've got the social justice messages on the back of the jerseys. Um, and again, it was a, a, another step too far with what happened in Wisconsin. And another, now we're going to take another step back and we're taking it away from everybody so we can make sure you hear our voices again. So the next question is, now what? In your opinion, in your opinion, Will we see another NBA playoff game this year? And yeah. should there be another NBA playoff game this year? Yes, I believe there will be another game. They're not saying, oh, we're done, we're leaving. Y'all can leave the bubble if y'all want to. Like, if, if you really, like, you're a grown man, you can leave the bubble like I'm not playing. And, and you know, do things like I did. I, I leave the Ali risk his career. That's, that's what people I looked at. Right. Ali risked his he career. He risked his whole, his whole livelihood. His they can lock him up however long they wanted to. So yeah. if they continue, what? Not to. I don't want to belabor this, and because you do again have to work with. You know, this is a peer group you're going to be working with. What are your feelings on that if they continue? You know, is it a day off for millionaires who are going to continue to get paid, and they've made their voice heard, and it's a strong message. And I don't want to come across crass or cynical. It it don't. It, it's not strong if it don't have no support behind it. Are they hypocrites, Mark? I'm asking, so I'm just going to come out and keep it real. Are they hypocrites if they continue to play? 
Uh, I can't, I can't, I got, I got to think about that some more. But I, like I said, I will say that, I will say that if you was, if, if, so we shouldn't have played. If you're going to start, if you're going to quit right now, you shouldn't have played in the bubble in the first place. Okay. So that's why I wasn't moved. That's facts. I agree. That's why, that's why I wasn't moved. That's why when I cover these stories, you always see me putting a statement about a social justice movement. You know, uh, LeBron making statements. I, 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 I love that action. I love those those statements and things. I love the names in the back of the jerseys. But, you know, I do feel like, you know, it has to be a leader to come out and step and, and put their careers on the line to make things happen. You're right. There, ha there has right. to be that one leader who's going to yeah. step up and do something. But yeah. we don't want to put it all on the NBA players. It has to be everyone as a whole. It has to be everyone. Oh, there, there's a nice segue. Um, the Dodgers were one of a few teams who canceled their game tonight. Um, that is a strong message. You've now got the crossover from the NBA into the Major League Baseball. So you're, you're, you're gathering the support. Yes, I'm, I'm excited about that because I, I am covering Dodgers now as well. Um, I, I like the fact that they did that. You know, that brings a lot of a lot of awareness is bringing brought to the attention of, you know, these guys as being uh, handled by police brutality. So, you know, real quick, I see a lot of support from organizations, sports organizations in Los Angeles, behind you know um, the the changing um, the social atmosphere of what's been going on uh, in the past, and I, I love it. But what's the vibe there in L.A.? It, are they, what are they doing actually in the city of L.A., which is a very diverse melting pot of, you know, everything with, that also has a history. So everything. Yeah, there, there, there is a lot of organizations right now that's giving back to the communities right now, giving kids Chromebooks, giving families food and things of that nature to help them in these times of need. So their organizations are stuffing up. The Dodgers just did an event where they gave back to the community, gave them PPP items, supplies, see, and things of that nature for their, for their livelihoods. That's so to me, that's the more Dodgers than... Partner, the Dodgers just partnered with uh, Pull Up Labor as well. So there's a lot of things going on. And see, it's, it's crazy to me when the sports organizations and teams are the ones providing more of a, a at least a, a shift in the climate than the actual justice department. You know what I'm saying? It, what, whether it be just going out into the community, making sure, and especially in these times, people got food, Chromebooks, those are big necessities. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So these teams are definitely stepping up using their platforms to, to make some changes because they, and they're, they're talking on camera that these, these, Communities have margin been marginalized and ignored, mm -hmm. so that's why they're stepping out, sending their team out, you know, donating money and and and, th and supplies to the communities and helping them out in times of need. So that's that's what the climate is like. Everybody's giving back. There's no events going on. Everyone is giving back at this moment. Are you okay. at, are the, when you're when you're talking in the community? Are they are they missing the sports? And I'm talking at the local level. I'm talking, you know, high school, uh, junior high, the kids, um, you know, what are their feelings about not having youth leagues around uh, in the summer? Did we lose them? I'm not sure. Uh, we may have. Let's see if he comes back in. But I know um, uh, I, I can't speak for what the climate is in Los Angeles right now, but I know out here in uh, Las Vegas, um, is he still with his audio? Yeah, his audio's off, but he's still on with us. Go on. I'm sorry. Okay. So, but, um, yeah, um, um, the little kids, I know a lot of kids who are a little, a lot of younger children who are still active in sports right now. So I, I, I don't, I can't really speak for them. Uh, it looks like it's just me and you. Then we back. All right. Yep. So, but, um, it's, I think it's more of a, I'm waiting to see what's going to help out here. Cause just aside from the social justice issues with the impact that coronavirus has had on the Las Vegas community, you know, I'd like to see some of these organizations step up cause there's kids who don't have Wi-Fi, who are, you know, it's one thing to rent a kid a Chromebook or to, you know, give a family a discounted rate at uh, a cheaper price on Cox internet, but 
they still got to come out of pocket. And some of these parents just weren't prepared for that cost, regardless if you give them six months or a year to prepare that. They've been living in a certain situation for whoever knows how long. You know what I'm saying? So it, it'd be nice to see a little bit more. Um, I still had to, you know, the program for, for meals is still the same. We're still paying for meals just as if, if we were in school. I mean, it's nothing that we could do as a state to fix little things like that. Y'all gave free meals all the way through the summer. You know, luckily my family is in a position where we have to take advantage of so many um, programs that are the, the few been programs that are out there for the communities. Cause I, I want those, the ones that are out there to be for people who really need them. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and I, I I can't imagine how it is in some of these um, <clears throat> communities where not only are they dealing with poverty, coronavirus, and police brutality and racism, but now they're dealing with the fact that they don't even have their idols to look up to on the stage that they love to watch them. So, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm with, yeah, I'm with Kahari. If you was going, if it was about social justice, you shouldn't have went. You know, and if you're going to take a pause for the cause just to come back in three days, it means nothing to me, man. Sorry. It's, I don't work with the NBA, so I don't have them tied. <laughs> well, it's going to be tough. You know, it's it's going to be tough. Like I said, I, I think you know, that when the least with certain teams in Major League Baseball taking a, taking a night off, so to speak, Mm-hmm. Um, that strengthens, you know, the NBA's message. I, but see, I think that's different because Major League Baseball, everything has ties, but Major League Baseball's direct ties to the black community are not as rooted as the NBA. Let's just be honest. Uh, you know, in, in, in the average black household, they're more focused on the NBA playoffs from a night-to-night basis than there are whatever is going on in MLB. That's true. You know, this is true. There's no argument. So they 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 have a bigger stage at this point. I'm not saying once the MLB playoffs kick up, it wouldn't they wouldn't compete. I'm just saying at this stage in the game, that stage is bigger, and they have the platform to really you know make some noise. And if it's just for one game, it doesn't make enough noise for me. You didn't do anything. Well, I get you know, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Um, yeah. What's going to be next, so to speak? And I, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to belabor the point too long. Um, but there was, and the reason where I think, uh, Carl, are you back with us? I'm here. I'm here. All right, cool. Um, I, I did want to touch on something, Carl. You remember we were at a USC basketball game. This was before the game started, and we were standing. I think we were right around mid-court, um, leaning against the, the, the stands. We were just talking. And someone came up to us and asked for directions or, you know, how to get to someplace inside Galen Center. Do you remember that? Absolutely. We, we were very cool. We was, it was, you took some nice pictures of them. Thanks. Right. Well, something – you had said something to me that kind of – at the moment, it didn't really register with me, but it did later on that evening you were a little offended by the gentleman asking you for instructions or directions because because you felt like he was looking at you as a as a an attendant there not somebody who might be a media member or just a fan did you want to explain this a little bit yeah, yeah. We get that all the time, and I'm sure Brandon has dealt with it plenty of times, you know. Some people see you in a position of power, and they want to they wanna ask you a question when they know what it is. When they, they, you, you know I'm there at work. You see the credential. You see the credential. Don't go over there like, hey, um, right. where is this at? Or where is this at? Or, that, or, or just say, for example, you're at a restaurant, and someone tell you, oh, hey, can you throw this away from me? Or something like that, you know, man. You, you, know, you know what it is, so... You know, I, I, I let that, I let the, I let things like that slide because, you know, before I was who I was, you know, before my mind was right, you snap off on those people. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but you, you know, you just play it cool and just keep it real professional. And, and, and it's crazy as a, as, a, as a black man that we have to deal with that. And the, the reason I'm asking, do you remember the situation? 
I was watching Major League Baseball Network a little little while ago, um, and Cliff Cliff Floyd uh, was telling a story, and they were talking about how Mookie bets. You know, you know why why does you know he taking a night off? The guy's making three hundred fifty million dollars. Well, what drove the message home is when Mookie Betts takes off that uniform and he's just driving around, you know, how many people are going to recognize Mookie Betts? And so if somebody asks Mookie, you know, the same, puts Mookie in the same situation that you were in, it's understandable that, hey, you know what, you don't know who I am, but you're treating me less than, are you being perceived as less than equal? Is that, is that a fair statement? Go ahead, Brandon. Always, I always felt like it was just, you know, it's kind of a, a a mindset, you know. We were to help at one time, so why not continue to treat them like that? You know, that's the help. Where do I need to go, help? I see. I I've never had to look at it through that through 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 that lens. When I was standing there next to Kahari, it was like this guy was just asking for for help. Yeah, but like I said, it's all about reading. It's all that, and that gene. Right, said, that communication is ninety percent nonverbal. That's all it's about. It's about the energy and the body language, you know. Because, because you know, I, I, I didn't tell you, but I already saw him looking at me prior to that. He, but he never know, and that's half, half, half would be. So half the time we be ten steps ahead of those people. I, I already looked at him, saw him from a distance, standing and talking to you in my periphery. So that's how that's how people nah. notice those type of things. You know, that's what they call separating the real from the fake. You already know what it is. Right. And, and part of the, the conversation that Cliff was having um, was that, you know, there's times where he, he's driving and he, he's in fear, just being behind the wheel of a car. And that's something that I have no idea what it feels like. But I also, and again, I don't want to belabor this. It, you know, Brandon and I were talking about this before the show started. You know, we're, we're the, we come from the, from the time where if we're told to do something by an authority figure, do it. And right now there's more of a, a culture or a feeling of, let's see how far we can test authority and push authority. Well, you know what? I don't know if that's the, the culture today, though, Mark, or just more of... Well, you were talking about the pride the, thing. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. I don't know if that's because of the atmosphere today, or if it's just really more of how um, we, we are raised in, in, in a lot of black households, especially with, I, I can't speak for, for everyone out there, but I know in a lot of black households for young brothers that I knew, with or without a father, you was taught to be hard no matter what. It wasn't necessarily that way in my household, but I'm talking about the guys I grew up with all the time, you know what I'm saying? How, how, how can you speak on that, Kari? What, what, what do you relate to that? Yeah, absolutely. We always we always play the tough guy role at one point in our lives. We don't want to see him, we don't want we don't want to see him crying and things of that nature. So we always wanted to fight. If you can't fight, you look at us like a chump. You know, so that's that's just mentality we have. We talk to not share our emotions. And that's not really the right way. It's okay no, for not at all. it's okay for a boy or a man to cry. Absolutely. So it, it like I was explaining to Mark before we had came on too, it was always different for me from a a, a, a position of compliance. Um, for one, I was in the military for nine years, so I'm, I, I I was always used to being told to do a road off my back. It never meant much to me. And for two, uh, when I think about the atmosphere today, you know, Mark asked me a question: if I'm scared when I'm driving, or if I'm scared in the situation when I'm dealing with the police. And it's not necessarily a sense of fear; it's a sense of I know that in this situation, there's a chance or possibility, not not always being that I could get shot, but just any, whether I get arrested or not, I might not make it home today. And my goal is to always make it home to my children and my wife. That's always the first thing on my mind. Whatever the situation, I got to make it home out of this. So that's the first reason I'm compliant or the, really the, the second nature to my compliance in those situations is not really, and I know I'm not doing anything. You know what I'm saying? So it's easy for me. But I understand the the anger and the the pride and the the sense of wanting to rebel because I know that when you know you're being wrong, you don't deserve that. You know what I'm saying? 
exactly. I, I definitely understand what you're saying. That's why every time I'm driving, I, I look for them more than they, they look for me. Mm-hmm. Trust me. <laughs> so I'm able to, you know, be able to avoid those type of situations for the most part. But, you know, also, I, I just don't think we should, when we're driving and, and we're approached by the police, don't be in fear. Not to yeah. prolong that situation. Don't be in fear because that's that's what they thrive upon. You yeah, being yeah. scared. <clears throat> no doubt. No doubt. And I, I just, I, from from my perspective, I just wish we could educate our young brothers more on how to handle those situations so that they don't have to be in fear rather than, you know, when the cops pull you over, every time they see it on the news, it's a man ending up either in a casket or paralyzed. You know what I'm saying? So it's hard to teach, hey, respect the authorities when this is all they're shown growing up for, you know, how many years? Because it's really really strong right now, and it's sad. That's the perfect segue to my last question on this subject is how much of the fault of this, you know, lies with the media, with the creating Mm. the narrative and constantly driving the same point home? Because if you you change the channel and you listen to the different networks, they all use the same language. They all use the same verbiage to, to describe everything. And how much of that just becomes factual when it's it's just it's a narrative. Mm-hmm. Yes, so. it's a narrative. It's a narrative that's being pushed and, and it's systematic. You would never see as I growing up, I always used to be like, why is it never as an entrepreneur movie about a black man doing real estate or yeah. you know owning a business and thriving with it? Why why we're seeing killed in the hood drugs. with drugs and and as a young man, I looked up to the drug dealers growing up, just because mm-hmm. that's what's portrayed in the media. They got the they got the cars, they got the money, they got all the flashy things. That's what that's what I looked up to. So it's, it, uh, the media plays a lot in programming our minds mm-hmm. to, to to see us a certain way, to see us being killed by the police. So you know, for me. Mark, um, I think the thing I've realized is I, I treat I treat the United States like a chess match. Uh, it has rules to it. Uh, it. It's a game to be played. Some have mastered it, some don't. Um, but if you want to make it through here and, and come out victorious, you got to play by some of the rules. So I watch the winners and I watch what they do and I watch how they move. Winners don't turn on the TV every day. They in their books. They teaching their kids. They spending quality time with their families. And that's what we do. I, my, my kids aren't strange to this stuff. They know what's going on, but that's not the focus of our day. It happened. What are we doing to better ourselves from this situation? What can we do so that that's not us and that's not our family in those situations from here into the future? You know what I'm saying? And that's really what you – I can't control what Fox is putting on the news, but I could change, turn, turn, the channel like you, turn the channel like you said or just turn it off altogether. Right. And that's just what you have to make the choice to do. And we need to teach our future generations where their focus should be, you know? Um, my, whole, my, my whole motto was be the change you want to see. Because we can't, we can't change. It's going to be impossible to change everybody's man. But you man. can change your circle. You can change your family. So it all starts with you. And, and use, your, use whatever platform you have to share with others. And that's why I'm thankful right. to you have the opportunity to work with the LA Sentinel to be able to spread positive messages through motivated purpose. Right. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just hoping that, you know, there's just, people aren't looking for so much change at one time right now that I, I don't think, in, there doesn't seem to be a sense of directing. People have hope so for change. There's so many different I don't think. I don't think people are actually looking for change more. I think they're hoping for change. And when you're hoping for something, nine times out of 10, it ain't going to come. We got to get proactive. We got to start doing stuff. What are people doing? Well, it, stop it, it, looking for stop looking for the change. Like like Kahari said, you gotta be the change you want. So we gotta get proactive. Well, again, but it, it's 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 the decision making that's taking place. And let's just take it back mm-hmm. to sports with the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. You know, they said, based on all of our information, we're canceling football. We're making the change um, for the bet to, for the health and safety of students and the student athletes. Right or wrong, um, that's what they decided to do. And and now though, you've got these players now who are starting to talk about more of the external factors, how it's affecting them. Um, They've lost 
you know, basketball lost in the spring. They weren't able to have their March Madness. There's no fall football. And just to start the USC talk, um, I spoke with somebody who's very close to the USC program. Um, don't anticipate a spring season. Um, so so you, said, you said that not anticipating a spring season? Not anticipate a spring football season. Mm. So the players now are starting to get, I don't want to say they're getting depressed, but they're starting to see, what, you know, they're, they're in college for, you know, to play sports. Let's, let's that's it. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing yeah. else. This is being pulled from them, and they've got no control of the situation. We may see some things change that, that may take years to recover here. Right. You know? before, before the Pac-12 and the big conference pulled the plug, and they were getting ready to pull the plug, the We Are United hashtag started. How much of that? Because, you know, again, it's all part of this whole big picture right now. It's playing a role in college. And, you know, these, these young men, these young ladies, or student-athletes, they're, they're trying to be a part of the change and hoping for the change. But are they killing, are they removing the platform that they can use? Um, I, do you, how much do you think that we are united at, or the – yeah, the We Are United campaign had to do with actually the, the, the pulling of the plug with the Big 12, especially very, the Pac-12, or the Big 10 and the Pac-12. I think it had okay. very little, but it had a part. Yeah, okay. Car, your feelings? Yeah, uh, the same, you know. Um, but uh, back to your question, I think that this is going to – it goes back to what we were talking about. Guys that grew up in, 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 in the hoods without fathers has waited their all lives to make change for their family. So to see this taken away, you know, it's a big thing. You know, it's a big issue because guys don't know nothing else besides sports. People go to school to play football and that's nothing. I look at people in my family that plays that play sports. That's all they know. I'm an athlete myself. When I played in college, I didn't know nothing about sports. So without without sports, they don't know what to do. So they're gonna get pressed. They're gonna mental health issues, numbers are gonna rise. But also, I look at it on the brighter side. Take this, I use this opportunity to find other things that you can do about this. So these brothers are Man. so intelligent. They they highly smart. They can do more than Man. play sports. But that's what that's what the media wants us to think that all we do, all we can do, is play sports. Mm-hmm. Use your other right. talent. And, and, these guys are brilliant. And, and that's what I was going to touch on too. It, it, it's sad that something so beautiful and something so you know. Um, innocent is being taken away from people who don't deserve to have it taken away from them. But at the same time, we got to better ourselves from it. You know what I'm saying? The, if they going to take it away from us, we got to shift that energy and that focus into something positive. That's going to help us come out of this on the plus end. Um, I, it, it's hard for me as a parent with sports because I look at it from the perspective of, do I want, how do I want my kids interacting with this in, in the sports environment, because I love sports. I love basketball. I love football, the team building aspect, the leadership aspects of it. Um, but I understand also with these big level sports, it's an inst- institution of money. And so that's kind of my big thing with the, when I, when I look at the SEC still going, yes, I know they providing an avenue for these children, for these young men to still, you know, uh, get their education and, and do what they love to do. But how much of this is motivated by that almighty dollar? And that's just the question I keep asking myself with all of this. So maybe the better question I should have asked, and I'm not even sure if I asked the question, so I apologize, is what is the better, best course of action have been to cut it off early the way they did, just chop it off at the knees, or to continue to delay the pause? Uh, for instance, like today, USC had to release, a, make an announcement, they're, they're pausing football, um, because there was eight student athletes among the football and men's water polo team that tested positive. So, you know, is it, we were talking about the mental health part. So would it have been better to continue to do what like the SEC and the ACC is doing, the big, you know, the Big 12, to continue to just push it, kick the can down the road, and then when it, you ultimately have to pull the plug, pull the plug, or was it the best decision just to Chop it off at the knees the way they did. Brandon, I know how you feel on this. Kari, what's your thought? What are your thoughts? 
based on the, the mental health aspect of it. Yeah, the mental health aspect, I think that um, they, sh they should have maybe shortened the season or did something else to make sure these guys are quarantined and safe simply because they got to think about these guys' careers. They said they want to – some of these guys are on their last year. These guys are going to get younger. You got recruits coming in. But they're going to weed out the other guys and what they want to do with their lives. So guys are going to get depressed. You never know what these guys are going to go through because they, some of these guys got opportunities to change their families, and they only got one year to do it. They had this season to do it. Right. Well, the NCAA did say that um, anybody who was affected is going to gain that extra year of eligibility. These guys are not getting younger. They're not getting older, though. You know, Correct. You I agree. I agree. So they're going to right. get their young stars as, as high school seniors and come on in. And then if you're a senior, you're older. The NCAA, the NCAA can say whatever they want. These coaches and uh, staffs know how to weed out the kids they don't want on scholarship no more to make room for the new. Now, we now well, we y'all know a relentless recruiter like Gavin. The USC scout, he's on the phone with guys right now. <laughs> well, that's the, thing, that's the thing, though. You, it's actually there's going to be a there's kind of going to be a, a benefit to this whole thing, because if let's say USC had 13 players, I think we lost Kahari again. Anyways, um, no, I'm right here. No, I'm right okay. here. Let's say USC right, had cool. 13 players that they were going to come off a scholarship because they're seniors and they lost their season. Those 13 players can now stay for an extra year and. USC can still bring on 13 players into the class that were supposed to replace them. So instead of having okay. 85 people on scholarship, there could be 98 on scholarship or 100 or, you know, whatever that number might be. Mm -hmm. um, so there is a little bit of and, a benefit and, there. And see, so, and that's what I was going to ask. If they did something like that, then... <clears throat> it's great, but to, to Kahari's point about yeah, they still... not getting any younger... Tyler Vaughn's, and I wrote about this <clears throat> on why, you know, he took the gamble. In January, he said he was coming back to play this mm -hmm. That's the Right, he should, right. He could have went to the NFL. He had opportunity to how, Regardless if he would have went fifth, sixth, seventh round, he'd still be on an NFL roster right now working out, getting ready for the season. And, and, that, mm -hmm. and that just made me sad because times to guys like that, he took a bet on himself. He had the opportunity to go to the NFL. Right. Or the opportunity to play again to get to be selected higher in the draft, right. but he chose to stay for a right. better so opportunity. Now, right, and so now he he is hoping that there's going to be a spring season, and it's not. We know it's and, not. Right, because and I, let me come back to it because number one, if they even if they have a, a spring season, it's going to be a short and condensed one. It's not going to be a ten game schedule. It's probably going to be you know you'll play the teams in your division. Six. Yeah, and then you know maybe a a conference championship game. Um, in in Tyler Vaughn's case, play two or three games, show what you got, protect yourself, and get ready for the combine. You yeah, show the, enough to show that the the hands are consistent, and, right. and that's all they and need to see. And USC at this point. fans should expect to hear more players that are going to probably going to have to make the same decision. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker. You know, if people expect to see him Listen, play in the spring, not gonna I happen. mean, he was going to play this fall. Doesn't it's matter at this point. You know what I'm saying? At this point, I, I want the players to do what's best in their personal interest because this season ain't for no BCS championship, playoff, birth, whatever. It's not going in the record books. You want to talk about an asterisk? So do what's I mean, best yeah. for you and yours. And so. If anybody's expecting Tyler Vaughn's to play this coming spring, and then to get that to use that extra year of eligibility the NCAA's given him, they are now saying Tyler's now saying, you know what, that's fine. The next time I take a snap in the NFL, I'll be 25 years old. You can't do that. You already have a short time clock when you're in the NFL. Your body doesn't recover when you get older. Absolutely. And, and the NFL is not going to look at. His 2018, 2019 season. Right. No. No, they're, they're not, they're not going to be like, they're not going to be like, oh, okay, it was a quarantine. Let's look I at the, the station here. This goes against everything that I stand for. Because I am, you compete 100% when it's your time to compete. But because of the situation we're in right now, 
I would tell Tyler if I'm, you know, being his mentor, get ready for the NFL. You took the risk. Unfortunately, you rolled craps. Everybody rolled craps this fall. Yeah. That's a great way to say it, Mark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not every not every roll of the dice is a win. So, you know, you take your losses, you gather yourself back up, and you get back to the drawing board. You know, and I hate to say it, it is what it is now. You know, those, right. those warrants aren't looked at very, very well, but it is what it is. Tyler now needs to look out for himself. Right. But it's going to make room, though. And that's what we got to – Tyler. it's not like Tyler – we're missing out on the experience of Tyler Bonds. We saw him at USC. He He's did great things. He has nothing um, to prove at the college game. Right. He's make room for one of these younger guys. Right. No, nah, he's not thinking that. He's not thinking about making room for the, uh, these younger guys. He's thinking, I need to play. Right. <laughs> well, up. but the, so the dilemma now, if he did decide to play in the spring, how does that affect his NFL yeah. draft the, combine workout? The, the, the risk he, has, he, has to have, he has to have an outstanding season. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, outstanding getting, season. The risk of getting injured so close to the NFL much. draft is just way too high. Too much. He, but, but, he, don't, he doesn't have that much leverage on, you know, not not to get back into what he's what he's did accomplish, but he doesn't have that much leverage. He has no, to play. I understand. I, you know, film, film is Tyler's strong point. He's not going to have a strong forty time. Um, if they have a spring. His measurables aren't going to be. What was that? If they have a spring, get out there, show one, two games, get out. Yeah. Because yeah. the risk of injury is yeah. way too high especially that close to an NFL draft, which is still scheduled for April. Yeah, absolutely. But back to what the if, other part, what if, the reason why they're not going to have a spring, the NFL doesn't play two seasons in one calendar year. You're now going to ask student athletes in college to do it? Get out of here with it. Yeah, I don't it, – it, that, that's, 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 that's a lot. Yeah, like I said, I spoke with somebody very close to the USC program today. And was that they, one of your tidbits that you gathered? Yeah, I said, you know, are these guys getting ready for the spring. He just rolled that's a, that's a big. That's not just a little tidbit. That's a big. That's some big information. That's his opinion, though. But that's his opinion. There's nothing. You know, they know what's going on. Of course they know. <laughs> but you know, I'm not the only person to say this. Scott has said this on the floor. You know, I'm just getting. I guess what I'm doing is. I'm adding a little confirmation that I, something I heard today. And, and they, the way they cancel stuff now, we know it's not going to be another season. Will the Pac-12 be able to come back? If, if there's no spring, will they be able to come back in the fall? Like financially, with, could they afford it? Well, this, this, might be, this, this might be a great way awakening in, in sports, you know what I mean? Honestly, because guys got to prepare for stuff like this. Yeah. This might be a great awakening. For guys to start thinking different, you, you know, just like those two guys didn't go to college anymore. That, that was in the draft in the NBA. Now they're going to the G League. You know, guys are going to start thinking differently. They might not be dependent on college. So, so we, had, we started to have this conversation on, on the USBScoop.com site. I'm of the opinion <clears throat> that we, the, like you said, I, the college game is changing. Whether it's going to be better or not, we don't know yet, but it's changing, especially with the whole name image likeness thing coming, coming into play. Like you were just mentioning the G League. Do you see the NFL all of a sudden now saying, you know what? We had a free minor league system with the colleges for decades. Do you see them putting money behind a G League? Only if the players do something. Only if the players start. Okay. Are, the players, are, the red, are the players ready to make that type of leverage move? Or yeah, they, they have to start doing it. They have to. They have to start. If they, you know, I don't. I don't. They haven't. I haven't seen anything yet. But the players have to get together and start thinking differently. Simply because guys, they don't want that guy. They don't want their career. Some guys won't have that. Let's be real. Some guys won't have the opportunity to go to the NFL simply because of the situation. And well, these I was players, just about to say this is going to make the NFL such an elite of elite of elite leagues. You are going to cut off so many pathways if you go that route. Number one, it will kill the college football game if the NFL gets behind this. Yeah, hey, you talking about a hundred and yeah. what? How many D one teams are there the in NFL college football? Is, they don't throw. They, NFL makes money. They don't lose money. Yeah, it's a guarantee. Yeah. it is just a freaking ching machine. Yeah. So, like I said, if they get behind it, 
all bets are off. If they don't, we have to keep reminding ourselves. There are very few players that are ready to play in the NFL one year out of high school, let alone two years out of high school. For I'll, every, I'll say this. For every Cam Newton, there are there, there's just one of him for every 50 guys that are not ready for the NFL or even a junior. I'll, I'll say this. They may not be ready one to two years out of high school, but the product that we'll get if they have a G League where they can cultivate these kids that are coming out of high school now, not at 17, 18, but 18, 19, you know. Okay, so that, again, we're talking. That, that's some money, legs behind that. How much money would it take to entice 17, 18, 19 year old guys who don't belong in college? Let's be honest here. They don't belong in college because. They don't belong in college. Give them, put the books down, work out all day, and you're going to eat for free. That's all they're going to want to hear, Mark. Okay, but someone's got to be there to remind them that, you know what? Yeah, yeah out, you're right, you but I'm just saying. Your, that, that You blow out your knee, the I'm, NFL isn't going to remember your name the next day. No, nah, you're right, and, and that's why contracts will have some money behind them, maybe some, um, some, something on the back end for, for medical care, but I'm just telling you, like, there are going to be guys who are going to jump on this, regardless if it's there or not, though. And that's what's going to be the NFL's leverage if they decide to go that route. Because they know, I might not get the top five guy, but if I'm getting 30 of the top 50. Corey? Yeah, like, I, I think I, I just think the NFL needs to get behind it. So, so um, these guys can have Do you want them to get behind that type of idea, or do you think the best path for everybody going forward is still going to college. No, absolutely not. We, 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 times I don't think it's evolved. the best for everybody. Time, times have evolved. You know, yeah. I, the, the college game is going to be for, you know, people, guys that are just amateurs or mediocre, you know. These elite players are going to go, want to go straight to the NFL. You know, that's like saying there's there's kids out there. There's a five-star prospect out there somewhere that you say, hey, why isn't this guy is a five-star playing at some city league school? Why hasn't he had modern day? He's not built for modern day off the football field. But he can get by over here and make it to where he has to go because at the end of the day, the goal is getting out of your situation. Let's be honest. For a lot of these kids, the goal ain't I want to have a, a lot of these kids – Getting a college degree is a part of the process, but the goal is I got to change my situation. Right. And if if you're giving kids an avenue to change their situation and you're eliminating the part that they think is the hard work, which is the studying and stuff, that's the part they don't want to do. Playing football and practicing, that's easy to them. They've been doing that their whole life. It's going to be enough kids to take that route. It's enough kids out there who don't have – I'm not going to say they don't have guidance, but they don't have enough guidance to say, hey – Let's reconsider or at least look at all that. They're going to say, hey, you know what? This is for you. Let's go. Well, my whole view on the situation is, you know, one of the biggest issues being discussed amongst students is after college, the student debt. Mm -hmm. um, and there's just students aren't getting the return on their investment. So student athletes uh, definitely, you know, aren't perceiving themselves and getting a return on them, their investment. Um, physically. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll see where this goes over the years, but, you know, it's, it's something I think people should start to at least and, keep an eye on. And you know, there's no way that you're going into an NFL G League with guys getting $300,000 contract. It, it, let's say if it was an NFL development, the NFL ain't forking that kind of money over to the 53rd man on the roster. No. So they're not giving that money out. The know. NFL may get behind this with the money, but they're not going to pay these players like that. They're just going to give them a, a faster way to where they're trying to get to. And that's going to be enough for a lot of these guys to hop on it. If the NFL wants their own IMG Academy type of thing, if they build it, they'll know. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, as far as, you know, false sports, do you think they should reconsider having basketball in a bubble? Well, I think they should reconsider. Um, of, course I think they should, of course, I think they should reconsider, but I don't think they will. Okay. 
this is this is deep in the sports. All oh, this is deep in the sports right now. And that's what everybody yeah. has to realize. That's why guys gotta start stop depending on just sports. This is an opportunity to it's it's a paradigm shift going on right now. Guys gotta think right. bigger than sports. Use use the platform that y'all a lot of these guys that's in college, they got they got platforms, they got large numbers on their social media accounts. People know who they are. Use your platform for something yeah. else, a lot of business. You know? Uh, it is a business, uh, and, and these guys are going to school to learn the business. And the reason I ask, you know, should they play, you know, basketball in a bubble in the fall, is the Pac-12 recently had to furlough 88 employees. Mm-hmm. Because and that's why broke. I ask if they don't, if they don't do this stuff this year, how are they going to come back in 2021 with anything? How do you have teams? In 2021, when you've had to cut half, more than 75 percent of your faculty at the institution, they can hire people just like that on day. You know what I mean? They they can they, they can hire people like that. These guys forgot they got they USC got probably teams. Yeah, but USC. Like but does Arizona Arizona State? Does yes. Oregon State? Can they do those types of things? I feel like every college can, in my in my opinion. I feel like every college is always thinking five, ten years ahead. You know, they're already making deals for new stadiums that's going to be in 2027. You know, they can easily get people. That's, but that's SEC thinking. We're talking about the Pac-12. <laughs> I'm talking about colleges in general. I, I, institutional, yeah, and they should be. That's how they should. But I just I, – I don't – Something about the way they've done business the past, you know, eight to ten years. I, I don't believe in the Pac-12. If it was the SEC, if we did, if we had the contracts and marketing, like the Big Ten, I'm not worried about them. They have contracts and money behind them where I think that they'll survive it. I just don't know if the Pac-10 financially will, will survive this type of hit. Yeah. They're bleeding money up at, at, at corporate. I mean, how much do they pay in rent? It, it, <laughs> It's it, it, it's just ridiculous how much money they're throwing away. So, you know, the Pac-12 gets affected because of poor leadership, um, and the poor leadership is bad money decisions. They're bleeding money, and there's an opportunity to, you know, they have to make some money. These kids yeah, and that, and they have to, and you don't. They're not gonna make money by sitting on the sideline. And, right, in that, in that case, I, I do agree with that, Brandon. Like, they're going to have to really generate funds to if they're canceling all their biggest money makers right now. Yeah. Everything. And we talking about their biggest money makers that still sit in fifth compared to all these other conferences. We won't get into the fact, because, you know, again, I don't want to belabor. People know how I feel about it. But the, the medical report that the Pac-12 used and the big conference used to back up, you know, their, their concerns with the myocarditis. The myocarditis. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out the numbers are completely off, wrong, impossible to back up the, the information. Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> not to rub salt in the wound. <laughs> um, there is some good recruiting news. Um, you know, Scott will be up there in Utah again this weekend for um, Orem High School's game. You know, one of the big targets is Kingsley Suamataya. God, I hope I pronounced that right. Um, big offensive tackle. Um, Scott reported earlier this week that USC feels really good about it. I didn't feel that. So I took another and went to my own source and said, hey, what do you feel? And he said it straight. He said, if you would ask me this last week, I said, well, we're not getting them. So what changed? He goes, spoke with them. And if he hasn't made the decision by now to choose Oregon, why hasn't he made the decision to choose Oregon by now? That's where he's you know, supposed to go. Because so, of the, the, the climate that's going on, I wouldn't make a decision right now either. Well, the feeling is he doesn't really feel Oregon. The guy really wants to come to L.A. You know, the argument has been his parents are more go to Oregon, you're a Eugene guy. 
the feeling is Kingsley is an LA guy. You know, he's got that LA vibe. You know, he puts on the, the black Ray-Bans. He's got that rock star mentality more. Oh, well, he needs to come to USC. Well, that's the feeling. You know, that's the but feeling they're getting right now. His parents, his parents in a way? Um, they were a stumbling block. They just need to get, they're, they're, they're getting much closer. Let's just put it that way. Um, also, you know, I'm sure USC fans have saw pictures by now. Corey Foreman took an unofficial visit to Georgia over the weekend. Um, don't be surprised if you start seeing some of these same names making unofficial appearances at USC's campus as well. They can't talk to anybody, but these guys are going to start making some unofficial appearances. They, they got to do what they got to do. Um, it's time to make a decision for a lot of these guys. There's no reason to hold off and, and you know, make an announcement in January or February on announcement day. Um, they're getting ready to make announcements. And since football season was taken away in the fall, they're going to use this time to bring the attention back to them. So there might be some good news coming. That, 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 that would be best. That, that's, that'd be some huge news. Yeah. But, you know, other than that, there, there's not a lot of USC-centric sports to talk about, obviously. Um, hopefully the, the pause on the voluntary work, on the, on the workouts, I don't know if we call them voluntary right now, is just, you know, for a few days to make sure they got everything quarantined the way they want. Didn't sound too serious the way they were talking about it. Uh, That's good to hear. Yeah, they traced it. It was from some from off campus. Everything that USC is doing, they're doing as best as they can, top of the yeah. line. Um, you know, once they track somebody who has it, they are immediately quarantined. Mm -hmm. that's, that's that's why it's unfortunate to me in this situation. The people who are doing what they're supposed to be doing right. are the ones who are having things stripped away from them. Right? Why can't S if U.S. let's be honest, because in football they're traveling still. There's nothing that's limiting the traveling in football. Why can't USC still play some of these other teams? If you're not going to have a schedule, why can't we organize our own shit? Well, this weekend is uh, college football season kicks off. Um, yeah, ESPN will have college games on Central Arkansas, or was it? I put the schedule up on USC Scoop. I, I know the headlining game this weekend is BYU Navy. But there are a handful of college games this weekend. You'll be able to watch on ESPN, CBS Sports Network. So, they, so they're, going, they're basically showing old games. What do you mean? You said so These are going to be oh, real live. Oh, oh. so I, I thought the entire college football season was no. No, 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 no. Just you, um, just the the big the big conference in the Pac-12. Everybody else is pressing forward with this. That's why I'm saying if these two conferences, yeah, SEC, if, ACC, Big Twelve, they are scheduled to play. Now they are starting to notice they're going to have some some challenges. Right, uh, right. LSU reported that everybody in their offensive line room is positive except for i think four so brandon you said these two conferences what oh well I, let, let mark finish his point and then we'll, we'll okay. get to that so the only two major conferences that are not playing are the pac-12 and the big the big 10. the acc the sec and the big 12 are on schedule to play their conference only schedules this weekend college football kicks off and there are games scheduled to play um, give me a second here, and I'll bring this up here and tell you who they are. So I know why, the why are you looking at it? The headliner is BYU versus Navy. Go ahead, Brandon. So what I, what I was going to say, I was going to say these two comments, but I, I'm going to lead a Big Ten out of it because the TV money is really good. Whether they play on TV or not, that money's locked in. Yeah. That's why I wonder if the Pac-12 can rebound from this if they lose out on so many sports being played you know they need that revenue like a lot of these colleges in on the west coast they need that revenue or they're not you know the mountain west i don't what's the mountain west gonna do in 2021 
A school like UNLV? So Saturday night, we will be able to watch on ESPN um, Austin P versus Central Arkansas. ESPN is also going to be doing, they're going to have game day. They're going to take their show on the road, even though there won't be, well, I guess there won't be fans. There will be, won't be. No, nah, there ain't going to be no fans there. <laughs> so, Not a game day. <laughs> the governor of Mississippi took a shot. The governor of Mississippi took a shot at the big, at the Pac-12. He came out and said, there will be no tailgating at Ole Miss games this year. Now, for anybody who knows, tailgating in Old Miss is huge. Tailgating in the Grove, it, it, it's, I've never had an opportunity to experience it. I've seen video, I've seen pictures. I've spoken to people who've attended. It is a tradition that everybody should be on everybody's bucket list. But the governor of Mississippi said, even though I'm taking this away from everybody, I would rather be playing football in the SEC than being a fan of the Pac-12 right now. Just, I mean, just to drive the point home, nah. we're getting football. You're not getting tailgating, but you're getting football. Guess who's not getting football? I'm telling you, I wonder if we'll ever get it again, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I would transfer if I was this guy. I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm, that's I'm, what I'm saying. You have players. Yeah. You already you have players. Here for sure, quickly. Oh, you already have players transferring. Now, so now the movement, the movement now, isn't now let's, So now hold on, time out though. Let's take it back now, Kahari. Now that you know this news, you already said why would players commit in this climate when they have so so much time to make it? Just why commit to conferences that aren't playing football in this climate? I wouldn't play. I wouldn't commit there. That's that. That's that. Would, I actually, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be even be stressing. I'm like, okay, I'm not playing this. So what's going to happen when these kids committed to Pac-12 and Big Ten schools start decommitting and going to SEC and ACC and and um you know smaller schools in the in, on the East Coast and down south because that, that's the opportunity that's about to be there. And that was the point I was trying to I I, I was I was going to make or was trying to make with staying the course and pulling the plug when it was necessary because at least you're. You're sending a message to the recruits. Hey, we're, we're serious gonna about it. Out. Yeah, we're yeah. serious about it out of here too. This isn't an SEC thing versus us. In, in reality, it is. I mean, that's your competition. You're giving them a leg up, whether it's right or wrong. It's the optics of it. So, right. but again, um, you know, based on recruiting, this is this, this is what. Pac-12 teams are up against. They see stuff like this. And I know it's got to be talked about. Of course it is. This is it, it is. Absolutely. It's always talked about. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make my last point before I have to, you yeah. know, uh, roll out, man. I think, I think, like I said, I think this is an opportunity, a paradigm shift, you know, for guys to just level up and, you know, start thinking differently, you know, and play, be, be smarter than be smarter than the system. Be smart, be smart. Pay attention to what's going on. Be smart in the system. If you see this team, man, if you already committed to a team out here that's not playing, okay, don't stress about it. Just just transfer and play, and, and play at a school and, and become a light at that school. Be the best you can be at another school. Even if it's a, even if it's a smaller well, university. Where I agree with part of that point, I also disagree. Because to me, that portal, that transfer portal was already getting abused, so to speak. Um, and it, it goes along with the, the whole paradigm shift thing. If everybody wants instant gratification. If I'm not playing now, I gotta go somewhere else where I can play now. And it's, it's weird because right now, people wanna play because like you were saying, they only have a, a finite amount of time. Mm -hmm. So it's a tough it, thing. It, it's a tough thing. Right. The climate is th this climate is different and we, we have to this it hasn't presented us with any uh any any boundaries or barriers that we're familiar with. So we have to 
treat it as something that we're not familiar with. So we can't put it in the same box of rules. Yeah. It's, so it's it, this is a this is a challenging time. I feel for these young men and women. Most yeah. definitely. I, I go out there. But and, level up. <laughs> take the, yeah. take take advantage of the opportunity. Man, I, 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 I appreciate you. I appreciate y'all for having me on, man. It's always a blessing to be on a podcast. Please have me again. You know, we always can talk. It's nothing. Anytime, Kohari. We appreciate you coming on. And you know, yeah, and y'all gave me some great insights tonight. I'm going to reflect on, like, a lot of, not a new information. I knew y'all was going to give me the scoop, man. Thank y'all. <laughs> you know what? When you have the opportunity and you want to, if you want to reflect back on this, you know our address at USC Scoop. Come, come let us know. Yes, yeah, so let's let's see let's see what goes on you know the next couple of weeks and so like that let's 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 see what's what's going on, what's happening out there and we'll 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 make another happen so um, send me the link I can't wait to share this with with my audience and um, you know we're gonna make things happen yeah we'll, we'll talk afterwards we'll talk offline please yes absolutely talk to you guys later take care man please.